0: We see an opportunity that the world can feed itself sustainably from this invasive seaweed, hundreds if not thousands of jobs created, and the world is a better place because of what used to be seen as a problem.
1: Johan and Dujan, welcome to Opportunity Miami. It is an absolute pleasure to join you here today, Matt. You founded the Caribbean's first indigenous agriculture biotech firm, to fight invasive seaweed. And of course that is Algas organics. Let's start with you know, the problem that you're solving and how you're going about solving it. So we are uh,
0: sustainably addressing the problem of uh, invasive sargassum seaweed. Uh, that has been a problem in my home island of St. Lucia in the Eastern Caribbean for uh, about 10 years now actually. Mm. First of all, we observed Uh, just millions and millions of pounds of the seaweed washing up on the beaches back in 2014 and how it just decimated, you know, coastal communities, how it, you know, it put a real damper on tourism, uh, which is the mainstay, the economic mainstay of our home island. And so I watched the government back in the Caribbean uh, spend millions of dollars to take the seaweed and throw it into a landfill. And the next day there was more seaweed on the beach. It just kept Mm, coming. Right. And so the founding vision of All Gas Organics was, how do we uh, create a sustainable circular economy model where we can take this problem, which we saw as an opportunity, and convert that into a win-win-win for the environment and for the economy? And so what we've been able to do is to create a patented process uh, that allows us to harvest the sargassum, so we divert it from the landfill to our processing facility, Uh, We employ women and marginalized youth in generally uh, impoverished communities uh, in the collection and processing. And what we do is we uh, turn that seaweed into a biological fertilizer that is able to reduce chemical fertilizer costs by up to 20%. And this is huge, especially now with what's happening geopolitically with fertilizer costs, right? So that was our founding vision. How do we take this problem create employment for marginalized people, but also benefit the environment and the economy by turning it into something that's useful and can be plugged into industry like agriculture, for example.
1: So let's, I think, for so many of us, you know, this is something that it doesn't take hard to imagine. I mean, sitting here in in Miami, where I am right now, and, you know, you go to the beach and you see, you know, lots and lots of seaweed, you know, just you know, coming ashore almost seems like never ending. At the very beginning of this whole process, how do you harvest it?
0: Yeah, so we are, uh, a big part of our mission is uh, upward social mobility for impoverished communities. So we deliberately uh, employ uh, people in the community to actually harvest. So we harvest along the beach when it uh, washes up. That's where uh, our teams go out on a daily basis to harvest this material. Uh, it then goes to, on a truck to our processing facility where we put it through a dehydration uh, a process e- essentially. Uh, what we try to do is to preserve it, but also to uh, also preserve the biological, uh, all the good stuff basically. Yeah. You don't wanna cook it and then mess everything up. You wanna preserve the good stuff uh, and then it goes into our processing tanks for our hybrid uh, fermentation uh, patented process. And what that allows us to do is to extract all of the beneficial, uh, again, the good stuff, all the beneficial compounds, concentrate that into liquid form, and then we export this to the U.S. and to uh, eight other countries. But what's really important here with this process, and again, it's patented with the U.S. PTO, Canada, Europe. But what's really important about this process is it eliminates heavy metal. So we have a proprietary micro found only in St. Lucia that uses the heavy metals as energy. So it breaks down the heavy metals so it doesn't accumulate in anything else. And by the time the feedstock goes into the tank and it comes out, when you look at our heavy metal analysis, you know, zero point, you know, it's you've removed 99.9999%. So that's what makes this really, uh, you know, important. And that's been a big stumbling block to a lot of uh, countries and companies who wanted to address this issue. Heavy metals is a big problem, but we've addressed, we addressed that 10 years
1: ago. Who do you sell the product to and what do people use it for? So
0: we sell the product to farmers, uh, predominantly vegetable farmers, hemp growers, more recently field crop growers. And they use the product to initially increase increase their yields, uh, so get more out of their fields but now people are using the product to cut back on their fertilizer costs. So if you're growing corn, for example, in the Midwest, you know, you're spending anywhere from 288 to $315 per acre Mm. uh, of corn on fertilizer. Well, you could spend $11 an acre using our product and cut your bill by $60 an acre. So even if your yields stayed the exact same, you're saving almost 50 bucks per acre. And if you have a 500 acre farm, I mean, you could do the math on that. That's, that's sure. some good savings for farmers. And so that's what farmers are using this product for now, to reduce their fertilizer cost, uh to protect their yield, and to really help them to survive this really uh, terrible inflationary uh, environment for, for farm inputs.
1: And what, are, and what are the places right now that um, you're selling algas, organics, fertilizer?
0: Uh, So we have some customers in Florida, Uh, we have customers in Michigan, most of our customers actually in Michigan, Uh, Oklahoma, Uh, so those are the main Vermont, so Michigan, Oklahoma, Vermont, uh, Florida, those are the main states in the U.S., and then internationally we sell to South America and uh, some of the Caribbean uh, countries as well.
1: It feels like something like this, it feels like there's almost an unlimited supply of seaweed out there. What are the friction, and there is, right? So what are the friction points and scooping up more and more of it to then turn it into fertilizer, which, as you're describing, actually is a product that you can sell at what is below market for a lot of the fertilizers that farmers are using?
0: Absolutely. I think the only friction point is uh, for us as a startup, uh, you know, was really, I would say, educating the, the customers. Uh, people don't know farmers did not know about sargassum fertilizer right so this is a novel concept and i I don't even think it's a friction point it follows the law of diffusion of innovation where when there's any new technology you know there's the early innovators who are going to try it out and then there's the early majority who wanted to see somebody try it out first before they give it a shot and then you have really the laggards and everybody else later on who says okay I've seen everybody use this nobody's crops has died. I'm going to try it now, right? So, mm-hmm. I think it's just following the general path of the uh uh the cycle of innovation where we're getting the early adopters to try this. It's bizarre to a lot of people seaweed for what? You know, right. it's, you get a lot of pushback and then they try it and they're like, "Okay, I am not growing without this thing." And then their neighbors see it and then distributors hear about it. It takes a lot of time and you have to really believe in what you're doing and be able to demonstrate value uh, to growers so that they know that it's worth their time and investment.
1: And so how many places right now are you harvesting seaweed? And then how many places would you ultimately like to be harvesting seaweed? Uh,
0: Yeah, so right now we're harvesting in St. Lucia, but we are expanding to a few other Uh, We have some MOUs and some some documents in the works with some other uh, countries. We'll only harvest as much as our customers need end product, if that makes sense. And so, uh, but yeah, it's it's the Caribbean and anywhere with high quality material, uh, we will be happy to take that off your beaches.
1: Maybe even Miami. Are you actually partnering, you know, with companies that operate on the beach, local governments as well? Talk about what the whole revenue model looks like.
0: Uh, We are basically vertically integrated in the Caribbean. So we handle collection, processing, export. We realize that because there is so much sargassum hitting so many different places that that's not uh, how we're going to be able to scale that. And so now what we're doing is we're working with governments. uh, We're working with municipalities in different countries uh, who have a problem who are already spending money on the Sargassum and who want to stop sending seaweed to landfills, right? And that's a a lot of places right now where the landfill can only get so much material. And so our model now is evolving almost to a services type model where we're being sort of paid almost a tipping fee of sorts to get material away from the landfill and then process that. And of course the municipality or the government gets taxes from, from the revenue that we generate.
1: Let's talk a little bit about your story. And I know it's a story that, you know, before we got started that you mentioned has, uh that includes Miami, but tell us about you know, where from, how you got interested in, on- how you became an entrepreneur, all that.
0: I've been an entrepreneur from as long as I can remember. And uh, I got into the, I got interested in Sargassum Seaweed and I got interested in this space when, again, back in 2014, we saw this wash up It washes up on the beaches. I was a physical education teacher at the time, so I had no business going into this. Uh, But my background is, of course, in in biology. Uh, But I was a physical education teacher. This washes up on the beaches. And this really weird thing happened to me where there was just three nights in a row I couldn't sleep. There was just this feeling, you need to do something with the seaweed. We drove to the beach. We got our first van load of this material. I spread it out in front of the house. So the first thing we did, we dried it, and we tried to bag it and sell it. That failed miserably. It decomposed on the shelves. It was a total nightmare. And we live in a farming community. I drive up to the farmers in the community, and I say, guys, this is going to increase your yield if you put it in the soil. And they say to me, you know what, man, I'll try and I came back home that day with a, a, a bag full of money. I threw it on the bed. I'm like, Dad, you see, you see, you know, we could do something here. <laughs> and that was really the beginning of, of Algas Organics and the beginning of my, my journey where I realized, wow, farmers, uh, you know, are the most incredible people. My neighbors are farmers and they have always gotten the really short end of the stick. This was an opportunity I saw to empower them, not just in St. Lucia, but globally to put food on our tables, because I think farmers are the most important people on earth.
1: So talk about also your relationship with Miami. I mean, you spend about half your time in yeah. St. Lucia and half your time in Miami, and by the way, have to give a shout out to Daniel Kleinman of Seaworthy, Seaworthy Collective, Absolutely. who actually connected us. But talk about your relationship uh, with Miami.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I gave you the the inception story. We started selling this product in St. Lucia, started exporting to the Caribbean, other countries between 2015 up until 2020 and then the pandemic hit and that nearly killed the company. All of the uh, uh, markets that we were selling product to, um, you know, they were all tourism dependent markets and then the farmers we were selling to didn't have a market because the hotels closed down and 2021 rolls around and there's this, uh, I'll never forget it, there was this agriculture trade show in Tampa. You know what, I told my family, guys, it's sink or swim here. We're either gonna go to this trade show and find uh, farmers who are gonna like this product or we're going out of business. (laughs) And we we got on a plane, we came across, and uh, my my family still gets emotional to this day about this. We go to this trade show, we meet uh, these amazing farmers, tomato farmers from, uh, they grow in Immokalee, Florida. Met some other farmers from Pahokee who ended up trying and liking the product. And we just spent the rest of the time here nurturing relationships. It saved our company from destruction, I'll tell you that. And so, you know, it's a special, special place to us for sure.
1: And as we think about, you know, the very specific space here of our beaches uh, and the sargassum and seaweed that's rolling up on our beaches as something that actually can create jobs, propel our economy. Um, What do you hope this ultimately all looks like as we think about the next five, 10, even 20 years? I could
0: see it clearly right now, and I'm gonna paint this picture for you as I see it. I see a Miami where Sargassum is no longer a problem, where it washes up on the beaches, and as soon as it arrives, it's taken off, diverted from landfills, to a processing facility that employs hundreds and hundreds of people uh, that turns that that, that raw material sustainably into a additive that disrupts the $26 billion US fertilizer market. We see an opportunity where in a world where farmers across the US, those 200 million acres of corn, rice, soy, wheat, are able to use this product to survive. And that is what we see, that the world can feed itself sustainably using this product from this invasive seaweed, hundreds if not thousands of jobs created, and the world is a better place because of what used to be seen as a problem before.
1: Well, that's a big vision. Johan and Dujan, thank you so much for the time.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure, Matt. Thank you.